Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. We're so glad you joined us here for the conversation as we go verse by verse through the book of Jeremiah. Our series, The Hard Truth, is looking at this Old Testament prophet's messages of sorrow, judgment, and hope. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Welcome back, my friends, to a brand new chapter here in our study of the book of Jeremiah. We're in Jeremiah chapter 5 today, and we're covering a section today that includes a verse that has been so often misquoted uh, among uh, preachers and pulpits that it's almost embarrassing. And so I hope to bring some clarity to that verse today. Uh, But let's go ahead and jump right into context. So chapter 4 was that message of judgment from Jeremiah about the uh, impending invasion of the Babylonians uh, to Jerusalem, how God's people had been warned. Uh, They were backsliders given every opportunity by the Lord and yet just refused. And uh, in spite of all of their schemes and attempts to avoid judgment, uh, they simply would not and could not do it because God said, I'm, I'm going to bring this forth. Uh, I purpose it. I will not repent of it. And even though I'm going to bring a great judgment, a judgment that will lay the nation to its bare desolation, I'm going to almost like reverse creation this thing. I'm going to bring things to a place that's without form and void and rebuild from the very beginning. Uh, but I will not make a full end. What a great word of encouragement that is, that God would continue to honor his promise that he made to Abraham and to David, and indeed he does. Now, look at verse number one of chapter five, where uh, Jeremiah says, run to and fro through the streets of Jerusalem and see now and know and seek in the broad places thereof if you can find a man, if there be any that executeth judgment, that seeketh the truth, and I will pardon it. So God says to Jeremiah, uh, Jeremiah, just go to Jerusalem. Jeremiah was not from Jerusalem. He was from Anathoth, which was uh, a couple miles away, city of priests. And uh, Jeremiah, go, hurry. And I mean, just go up and down the streets of Jerusalem. Look, see, know, go to all the open places, the city courts and the intersections and see if you can find anybody. See if you can find even one man who is doing right, who is seeking the truth. Just look for one sincere, godly, truth-seeking, judgment-executing person. And the, the idea about executing, executing judgment here means that not just a person that knows the Bible, that knows the truth, not just a person that's seeking to increase his academic knowledge of, but someone that's actually practicing it. And the execution of judgment meant treating other people the way the Bible says to treat them. So the exercising of judgment was always in relation to the way one treats his fellow man. And so Jeremiah, go look. I mean, make an earnest investigation and see. And I'll tell you what, if you can find even one person, here's what I'll do. I will pardon her. 
I will forgive the city of Jerusalem. I will forgive my people. I will essentially cancel my judgment plans. Find that one person. What does this exercise remind you of as you read Jeremiah chapter 5, verses 1 and 2? It ought to kind of remind you of what the Lord and Abraham talked about in the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. Remember, if I find even 10 righteous people in that city, I will not destroy it. Remember that bargain back and forth between Abram, Abraham and the Lord? We find a very similar statement here, and yet it's worse because at least in the case of Sodom and Gomorrah, it was 10. Here, uh, the Lord brings it down to the lowest possible number. If you can find even one person, think about how bad the city had become. I will pardon her. Though they say, as the Lord lives or as the Lord liveth, see that in verse number two, and though they say the Lord liveth, Surely they swear falsely. Oh, you're going to find people, Jeremiah, in the city that talk about me. You're going to find people that swear by me. You're going to find people that teach about me. You're going to find people that represent me. You're going to find people that talk the right game. Uh, You're going to see a lot of religion. But Jeremiah, that's not what I want you looking for. If I wanted you looking for that, you'll find that on the first street you walk down. No, Jeremiah, I'm not asking you to find people that talk about it. I'm not asking you to find people that represent it in the way that they dress or the words that they say. No, I'm asking you to find someone who authentically is a seeker of truth. I want you to find that person who genuinely executes judgment. If you can find him That'll be a game changer. And of course, the implication is that man can't be found. Matter of fact, it's more than an implication. Watch what uh, the Bible goes on to say in verse number three. O Lord, are not thine eyes upon the truth? So Jeremiah is making a statement about the Lord now saying, Lord, uh, don't you look upon the truthfulness, faithfulness? Don't you look upon those that practice and honor the truth? And of course, it's a rhetorical question. The answer is emphatically yes. So, uh, Lord, are not not thine eyes upon the truth? Thou hast stricken them, but they have not grieved. Thou hast consumed them, but they have refused to receive correction. They have made their faces harder than a rock. What a metaphor. They have refused to return. Lord, you're looking for truth. You're looking for faithfulness. Lord, just as you've told me to run to and fro throughout the whole city, just as you've told me to try to identify that one sincere, godly, genuine person, Lord, is not your eye upon it? It's one thing for a man to go looking for other men of truth. I mean, we're we're human beings. You might You might pass by somebody. You might miss somebody. You might misjudge somebody. But Lord, your eyes, your eyes are looking for that person. Your eyes are looking for faithfulness and truth. And what are you seeing? Uh, You have exhausted your efforts to try to bring man back to you, to bring your people back to you. 
And yet what has, what has your mercy, what have your messages, what have your spankings accomplished in the lives of these people? Nothing but a more hardened view of God and his word. All people have done is hardened their hearts more. All your word has done is made them harder and, and more intent upon disobedience. It's not made them softer and more ready to repent. It's just made them harder. Wow, what a statement. What an indictment uh, that is uh, to them. Look at verse number four now, where the Bible says, therefore I said, so as Jeremiah is learning this, as he's seeing this, as he's seeing the futility of such a search, in verse number four, therefore I said, surely these are poor. They are foolish, for they know not the way of the Lord, nor the judgment of their God. So what does Jeremiah say after his search? He says, well, this can't be. There, there surely has to be somebody. And he begins to almost make an excuse. Well, yeah, I didn't find anybody that was executing judgment. I didn't find anybody that was seeking the truth. But, but I'm looking among the common people. I'm looking among the poor. I'm looking upon people that don't know any better. And Jeremiah's almost making an excuse for them. Like, surely there has to be somebody I'm going to get to the people that there, there's the leadership must know better. Uh, the, the great people obviously will be those that follow God. I've seen the common mass of man and I've not found anybody, but my search is not over. Look at verse number five. And this is the verse that so many have misquoted almost embarrass, embarrassingly. So verse number five, but I will get me unto the great men. I've heard people preach messages from this passage like, you know, somehow this verse is teaching that we're supposed to go to people that are great men of God and great bastions of, of uh, champions for the faith. And that's not what this verse is teaching at all. What, what this verse is teaching is that Jeremiah was still looking for somebody that was executing judgment, somebody that was representing the truth of God, somebody that was sincere. And he thought, well, I'll get to the well-positioned men. I'll go to the, the princes and those in authority, uh, those that maybe have some religious clout. I'll get, the, I'll get myself to them. So I will get thee unto the great men and will speak unto them, for they've known the way of the Lord. I mean, these are people that, that have... They've lived, they've seen, they've studied, they know, they're smart. Uh, they will certainly be among those that will be executing judgment, those that will be seeking truth. So I got unto them, the great men. I'll speak to them. They've known the way of the Lord and, they, the, and the, the judgment of their God. But watch what happened. Watch what happens when Jeremiah goes to them. But these have altogether broken the yoke and burst the bonds. No, they're in the same position as the poor. Uh, they are no better off. As a matter of fact, they're a little bit worse off because when there's great opportunity, there's greater judgment. I think I quoted the verse several episodes ago from James chapter three. Be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. 
And Jeremiah was utterly disappointed when he got to the great men because they were rebellious too. And their rebellion was much more insidious because they were educated rebels. And what a sad thing that is. You know, one day we all stand before God. But those that occupy positions of authority, those that have great opportunity, those that have greater knowledge, they will be held to a greater accountability. Think about that parable that Jesus gave. That servant which knew his Lord's will was worthy of many stripes, of a greater judgment. And wow, we need to take that to heart, don't we? So we'll end there today. Jeremiah chapter 5 and verse 5. We'll jump into verse 6 next episode. Hope you'll join us for that. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.